Hello everyone. Um, in today's episode, I'm joined with Riley, and and, and Riley has Crohn's disease, um, and and um and, and and she's also from New York, um, and and today we're going to be hearing about her, her journey with uh her, with Crohn's, and it's going to be a, a really nice chat. So so thank you, um, Riley, uh, for um joining me today. Yeah, of course. I'm so happy to do this. I've never um done a podcast or anything like this, so I'm super stoked um to talk to you and kind of share everything I've been through yeah because I know you said um you you you, you was uh, looking forward to like coming on it and, and sharing your story so it's, I think it's yeah. gonna be it's, it's like I've said before um it's it's good to try uh new things isn't it yeah definitely yeah. so maybe just start off with Riley if you can just um introduce yourself um a little bit yeah so my name's Riley um I'm 23 years old I was diagnosed with Crohn's um, when I was 19. Um, I am a teacher. I am um, going for my master's um, from New York in the States. Um, that's about it. That's all I really got to say. For you guys. <laughs> that's my intro. Yeah. Good, good intro. <laughs> yeah. So... Like a teacher, so are you, what kind of teacher are you? Are you like a school teacher? Yeah, so I actually teach special education. Um, I work okay. with really, um, I don't really like saying it this way, but I work with very severe kids. So I work in like a specialized school for just my population. Okay. Um, yeah, I kind of work with all, I've been around all age groups, but right now I've been working more with like the middle school, like 10 to 13 year olds which is pretty different for me because I usually had a brain working with like five to nine-year-olds so yeah I suppose new change. yeah I suppose the older they get it's uh yeah. trickier yeah definitely a lot different as they're older yeah yeah because I, 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 with the podcast really what, what, I, what I do is I speak to people as well that have um, a, a, a special needs like maybe such as um, autism um mm. so I kind of I kind of mix it a little bit so like you, you may get well, one week like I speak to you about like Crohn's or um it can people with Crohn's and then another week maybe colitis and then maybe people have autism and people work with autism so I, I think I think it, it, I think it's great and I, I, maybe it can be hard at times but it's a it, it's good if you enjoy it yeah no I love it it's definitely really rewarding and um I don't I just couldn't see myself doing anything else so it's really yeah. really great yeah it's always uh yeah it's, it, it, I suppose it's it, it's fun to do like um do you do that like most days then like, like yeah work, work yeah and I usually work through the summer too because we have like a summer extension program so year round <laughs> yeah how, how long have you been uh, like like have you been doing that a while um like four years okay um quite a while then <laughs> <laughs> a little bit but also little not bit. too long <laughs> yeah yeah still kind of new yeah getting the hang of it yeah yeah so yeah it, 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 no, no, that, that's really interesting Riley that you're like a teacher this like um it's I, I think it's really cool thank you yeah yeah Definitely. and yeah. it was interesting this past year with COVID too yeah it's been a pain COVID hasn't it <laughs> yeah hasn't been a hasn't been an ideal situation that like has um has um like like with your your, your crone does like the people like 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 at, at work like understand 
like 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 with your crimes? Uh, what do you think? Um. No. <laughs> um. It's kind of. I mean, everyone always kind of says they understand, but then when you try to take like a sick day because you're in pain or you're having like a flare or something, people kind of. I always kind of get like, oh, you can't work with a stomach ache, but it's a little more than <laughs> working with a stomach ache, especially when. Where the kids I work with are just so like such a handful, so it's kind. It's like not like I could just be sitting at like a desk all day and, um, taking it not easy, but yeah. a little different to like run around with children when you're having a flare. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's not something you want to do, is it? <laughs> Especially no. When you're a flare. No. Um, yeah, I know. Like, um, I know. Well, when I was in a flare, it would be end of the world. <laughs> yeah. So, that way yeah, I honestly haven't I always feel so bad if I ever have to take a sick day with the flare so it's kind of silly but I usually try to just work anyway but I don't I just always am like no one's ever gonna think like this is a real no. um limiting thing to like not actually be able to work because you're in pain and not just like you have a sick stomach yeah it's a shame that like, like people don't see it and I suppose because like it's a big place, in New York, isn't it? Like I suppose not everyone will know about it. You might, I, I, you, you might right. get, you might get um people. Yeah, you, you probably you probably will find people there that might have heard of it. Like I, I get that like sometimes. Like like they don't really understand it, but they may have heard of it. Which I suppose, right. better, I suppose if that is the case, that's better than not knowing at all. But but you, it's just, it's just knowing that they're not really going to understand as much as like you because exactly. you have it yourself. Yeah, exactly. That everyone's always like, oh, my friend or oh, someone I know has that. Yeah. They're like, that's the worst, and you're like, yeah, thanks. <laughs> like that's yeah. really supportive. Yeah, that is a uh, that is quite uh, <laughs> annoying, isn't it? Like talking to someone about it and then they talk about themselves or or, or, or someone else. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah, but um. But yeah, it's 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 a shame that they don't like. I suppose understand like um, if they like if you're off, they just think you've been sick or something like that. But um, yeah, but um, I think that, that that's why we're here today speaking about it. <laughs> so I know maybe reaches out to them. <laughs> I know, or I'll send it. I'll send yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, like what, like how long have you like? When was you diagnosed with Crohn's, um, Riley? So I actually have a pretty, um, weird story. So I, my freshman year of college, I went away. I went to Massachusetts. So only like two hours from me. Um, and my first like few months I was getting hit with every illness. So I was like, I had mono, I had this, like I had everything under the sun. And then around November of my freshman year, so 2016, I kept having these stomach pains and I always had like a bad stomach growing up, like kind of pop of Tums and get over it. Um, but I kept having these issues to the point where I was like bent over, um, crying in pain. And I like to say I have a high pain tolerance. So I was kind of like, this is weird if I'm in so much pain and it's really affecting my daily life. Then in February, February of 2017, so a few months later, I was rushed to the ER um, just for my pain, and I ended up having appendicitis. 
for months that I didn't know about. So when I had my surgery, my appendectomy, my surgeon had told me that he thinks I have Crohn's just from like being in there and seeing all of these signs. So from February until August, I was getting like all the tests on blood work, colonoscopies, endoscopies, everything done. Um, I got so many different diagnoses. They were kind of saying I had like gastritis or had a gallbladder problem and all this. And then finally they found out I had Crohn's. So after months, like almost a full year <laughs> of all of these things, it came with Crohn's. <laughs> yeah, that is, so that was um, August, like 2017. Yeah, that, that is a um, story, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Taken, well, it done, taken out uh, quite a while for all these different tests. And... I did. It took forever. Yeah. I bet you was uh, relieved when you, we knew what it was. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I definitely was kind of relieved to have an answer, but it was also kind of, um, upsetting, I guess, because I had wanted it to be something like gastritis where I could take meds for it and kind of get over it. But then being like, this is the rest of my life. That was something that I really had to like soak in and kind of actually accept because I was like, I don't want to be feeling like this the rest of my life. And I don't want to be on meds all the time for the rest of my life or whatever. And then obviously you hear the worst of Crohn's when you do hear Crohn's. So I was like, I don't want to have all these surgeries and I don't want to have a bag and I don't have this. So it definitely took some, um, like actual thinking and adjusting, but eventually I was relieved, but at first it like really hit hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. Like when you're told you got Crohn's and uh, like, you suppose you don't know much about it at first and kind right. of like um some people do I, I've heard some people do know I suppose they may maybe feel a bit better if you do know a little bit right but um but if you don't it's I suppose it's kind of hard because you get I got told um that it was rare and then thought uh, am I like one in like a lot of people that has it and then found out quite a lot of people do have it which in a way, it's, it's good. It's better than not seeing people that don't have it, even though it's horrible, horrible disease. But it's right. nice, to, nice to speak to people, isn't it, that have the same disease that you have? Yeah. So, I mean, I only ever knew one. My cousin on my dad's side had UC, but I didn't even know anything about what that was when I was diagnosed. And then my mom's good friend has Crohn's and I and she has it pretty bad like no medication really works for her um so I when I was told I had Crohn's I kind of thought like oh my gosh I'm gonna be like that like I'm gonna be like bedridden all the time so I was really super nervous about it and then my the first doctor I saw was kind of like you're gonna have to keep track of what bothers you and what doesn't bother you and I was like what like it was just whole, it was just a lot thrown at you at once and I kind of didn't realize what it that it was like that so I actually like give people a lot of credit just getting diagnosed like for taking it so well because I definitely did it I definitely was so overwhelmed yeah it, it was uh it's hard because I got diagnosed in 2017 as well um and I um the reason I found something was wrong because during that year I um I lost a lot of weight and it mm -hmm. was it wasn't that kind of weight that uh it wasn't good it was, I, 
looking back at pictures, she looked like a skeleton, like really skinny oh. it was. Um, and it was, uh, I didn't really notice it at first. It took time to notice what was happening. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, and then all the time I couldn't eat, I got pain when I was eating and it was a burny feeling on my stomach. And then I got bloating. If I was eating, I am one mouthful and I'm full. And then, um, right. l- lucky enough, I could, I suppose, drink water. So I was all right there. <laughs> but, um, but then I, um, I, I put on these liquid drinks because I wasn't, I couldn't eat. Didn't like them either. <laughs> so I uh, yeah. wasn't winning, but, um, I had to push to get well, liquid drinks are so tough those are yeah. the worst yeah they are <laughs> they're awful yeah and then see I had like the opposite problem I like gained a lot of weight and I was I mean I was always bloated too but I like gained a lot of weight I gained like 15 pounds and I'm like I'm five two five three so me putting on 15 pounds was a lot for my body so I I don't know we don't know if it was a Crohn's or if it was the infection from the appendicitis, but I like put on a ton of weight. And then, um, when I was diagnosed, I like dropped on that's when I got really, really skinny from like, um, I think it was partially that medicine I was on. And then also yeah, finding out that it was Crohn's, I just like dropped all this weight. And then I was really skeletal too. And it was really scary. Yeah. yeah it's quite scary. Like, like, like dropping all that weight is like, and uh, because I I got diagnosed I suppose quite quickly, but um I had a, like having a, like the like the procedures having to drink not nice <laughs> um where um I was because I'm like well, when I was having the drink it was like every fifteen minutes it took me fifteen minutes to drink one because it wasn't not not nice drink <laughs> and then um, yeah. and I was saying poisoning me there <laughs> but not really poisoning me just feeling like it because it felt yeah, like it yeah, <laughs> it felt like yeah. it was yeah it's not, it weren't it wasn't nice at all but um it, it got me died though so um I suppose I wasn't happy but <laughs> I'm happy enough that I got to know what I, I, what I know yeah happy now but not yeah. in the moment <laughs> yeah yeah and yeah. I, I come out there like to the procedure because someone says you got a Crohn's and Okay, what's that? <laughs> I don't know what Crohn's is. Is it? Yeah. Is it some sort of like little? Like, that's what I've, I, I I literally thought it was some illness bug that you can get over or something like that. Um, oh. And then, and then, and then, like that, that's what I thought because I never heard of Crohn's before. So I just thought it's a sickness bug or something like that. And um, because I'm not feeling that well, and then then I notice it's it's lifelong, like at the moment, um, until maybe just cure, but um. I hope we hope we hope all hope um <laughs> yeah but um yeah it wasn't um yeah I think that's the hardest part like like when you get diagnosed because you kind of got to learn learn yourself right because you've got to know your body yourself haven't you because yeah because it's, it's your choice if you want to go on this medication or or something like that right. um where doctors and consultants can like like say something but you don't have, always have to agree Right. And that's like one thing I've definitely noticed too is I also have celiac disease and everyone, I get asked a lot, people are like, oh, what do you think is harder, Crohn's or celiac? And I'm like, well, you can't even, that's a terrible question to ask. But I would say Crohn's is so much harder to almost adjust to because 
I mean, for me, I have so many trigger foods and like, I am dairy free because of it. And I have all these other like things that are constantly changing that I have to look out for where with celiac, I eat gluten-free and that's that. <laughs> like, I just know I have to eat everything gluten-free. And if I don't, I'm going to get sick where Crohn's is like, okay, one day I'll eat an apple and I'll be okay. And then the next day I eat an apple and I'm in pain for a week. So that's, and like, it's such a, it like the disease is just so different for everyone. And that's what I find so interesting. Um, and like talking with a lot of people through social media, it's, I love being able to like connect to people on that almost hear like, oh my gosh, you can eat that. Like, I wish I could eat that. <laughs> like, or like, oh, wow. You found out that way. Like I found out this way. I just think it's really cool. Yeah. I think I care about apples, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, uh, like I can't have caffeine. Like, oh, you can't? No, I can't have caffeine, oh. but I can have decaf so, for me. <laughs> I don't know what I would do without coffee. For me, That's I, one thing. thank goodness. <laughs> I have coffee every morning still though. That's what I do. Even though no <laughs> caffeine in it, but, um, take the same to me. <laughs> but, um, That's true. It's quite funny because I say it to someone else and I say it's a completely different course. Our taste buds are different, but just find it funny. But um, but yeah, like I can't. I, I always avoided spicy foods, and um, I always yeah. um when I was diagnosed, I lived on chicken like, because I couldn't eat, and I kind of coped on chicken a little bit. And but um, <laughs> I don't eat as meat. I don't eat as much chicken anymore, but I still eat chicken. <laughs> don't sit <don't, don't> <laughs> chicken, but um. But yeah, that was, uh, yeah, I'm glad that like the diagnosed part was done and then I uh, kind of know now. Yeah. 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 Definitely. But um, do you take any, um, are you on, like, um, do you take any, like, a, like because I, I, the medication I take is, I t- I'm on Humira at the moment. And, um, oh, you're on Humira. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you take any, like, like, um, like anything for your crime? Yeah. So I, um, I actually started with Antivia or Remicade. I started with Remicade when I was first diagnosed and I don't know if I was just so sick or if the medicine or medication just didn't work out for me. Um, so then I switched to Antivio after I had surgery and after that, so I don't know if it was a surgery or if it was, uh, Antivio that helped, but I've been on Antivio for almost three years and I love it the process is so much faster and I just, and I, it's like more of a local immunosuppressant. So it goes right to your gut rather than like in your whole body. Cause I was constantly getting sick about Remicade too. Yeah. Yeah. But I've been on, like I said, Antivia for like three years and I love it. Does that work in like, did you have to go into like get injected for that or do you? Yes. Okay. Yep. So I go in every eight weeks um, and it's only, the infusion itself is only about 30 minutes, but I probably spend like 45 there with like yeah. everything else I do to prep you for it. Um, yeah. Every eight weeks I go into my infusion center. Yeah. That's a, uh, yeah, yes, I suppose. Um, did like, because I remember I was on infusion, um, probably the first drug I was properly on, like, like other than I, I've always been on azathioprine, I take vitamin D, B12 for my, for, for fatigue um mm-hmm. and I take yeah and I take Hamira which is every uh, every two weeks and just an, injected at home on um my thigh 
So I'm, but I was on infusion. I was on infliximab. It was called, um, and I was on that like every eight, eight weeks, like you are now. I was on that for a year. I was mm. um doing quite well, I thought, <laughs> until a reaction happened. But um, on oh, that, no. on the uh, it was the ninth one as well. I was hoping to get to number ten, but um, <laughs> but I, I think yeah, ten getting to number ten can do this. And then, because you know the the first, I think it's the first fifteen minutes they put this like prep in, don't they, just to put the the, the loading doses in into the um, infusion bit. And um, during that bit, I got, I felt, I felt hot, and I, I, I thought just it was, it was uh, the room. I didn't think at first, and then all of a sudden, where my um, cannula is, it feels like that's really hot as well. And then I feel, I feel really hot more, and then it, it kind of feel it, it could pop or something like that. Um, and because at first it's the, the nurse says I'm okay and I just said yeah but then um, I wasn't I was really hot and then um, I uh, I needed all of a sudden I was struggling to breathe because um, I needed oxygen and like um, that wasn't pleasant but um, oh my goodness but but yeah I needed I need I needed oxygen to help me breathe again because wow um, it was uh, it, it wasn't fun <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely not. Definitely not but enjoyable. I love about it. Like um, but um, once that happened, um, they slowed it down the infusion. But um, mm -hmm. they did continue it though, um, the infusion after that because because oh, um, you know every time you go and you're used to it, 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 it might happen for you because you you've been going for your fusions for three years that each time they do it they may do it a little bit faster so maybe you don't have to uh sit there as long so that's what happened to me like every time I was doing really well I was on it for about a year oh. and that and then they slowed it down so it went really slowly and then mm -hmm. uh, that's what my consultant like advised and I was I, I was thinking well, are you continuing <laughs> I just uh, couldn't breathe yeah. I felt what was going on and then yeah. oh, and then Luckily, I saw my consultant a few days later. Anyway, so he he said, "I think it's wise that we didn't we don't go down doing food right, anymore." That we stop that. <laughs> but um, but the thing was really like I I, I was at um like before I even was on fusions, um we the first drug was was spoken about was Humira, and uh, I I decided I didn't want Humira yet because. I, um, I'm not too comfortable with injecting myself, and I still don't inject myself even though I'm on it because I'm afraid I'll get it wrong or something like that. But um, yeah. but I wanted to do infusion to see how they were, and um, and I, I I don't know about you, but when you go for your infusion because they have to put the cannula and needle in, like when I always went, or even for a blood test or any sort of injection, I always like to have someone to do it that I'm used to or, or face that I'm used to that kind of know what they're doing because there's sometimes you have these maybe training ones that may get it wrong or, or they say, yeah. um, or stuff like that. Yeah. So I, um, my infusion staff is pretty small. So they all like, we all know each other. So I'm kind of know like who does better job. Um, but I definitely get that. Like if I have to go in for like an MRI or any other scan or like lab work, I definitely get more anxiety about who's actually going to do it over the test or like blood work itself because I get so paranoid that they're going to miss or I have rolling veins too. So that's always a problem. And that's why I'm always like, listen, you're going to need a small, a small needle. Like you're really going to want to go only in my elbow. And they're like, 
kind of like shut up I, we know what we're doing <laughs> but I'm like no <laughs> but if you like them messing up or whatever it freaks me out and yeah like I'm last time I went in for my infusion there was a different nurse who did it and it turned into like 15 minutes of this disaster I was like bleeding everywhere and they're like okay so we're actually gonna have her start to do it again <laughs> because she seemed to not mess up and I was like yeah yeah, I guess the point where I'm like, do you want me to just do it? Because this is a disaster. This is a mess. Yeah. It's not ideal, is it? No. <laughs> but um, like when I go, I always drink about a liter. Oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. They always say, have you had a drink? Um, have you drunk before? So, yeah. And then if there's someone that says that to me and they can't find the vein, I say, uh, um, just get someone else to do it because... You, you, I don't think you know how to do. It. Well, she, yeah. she she might have known how to do it, but she just don't know how to find a vein because I, I I'm quite easy when you find veins, like in and out, like 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 when I go for my blood test, nearly the whole blood test team know who I am. <laughs> so, like yeah. um um like there was one like there has been some it was normally when I had infusions I was more like cautious about because there there was a new trainee that was trying to do it and mm-hmm. she, she tried to put it in and then she spent about 10 minutes doing that and still couldn't find it <laughs> and then one I'm used to comes over bloop done <laughs> and then I, yeah. yep. and then then this one the trainee goes over to another person and um he uh he, she does it wrong <laughs> she does it wrong on this person so I was I was I was like in my head, I'm glad that I, I told her to move on <laughs> because yeah. if not, that could have been me. But because I know it's painful if they, <laughs> if they miss the vein, it goes into it's, it's not not nice. Yeah, not fine, not pleasant. But but yeah, like I'm always um I always like to have people that I'm used to. Yeah, me too, definitely. Yeah, and, and if I don't, if there's a somewhere that I don't know anyone, like if I have to get blood work then I'm definitely like, okay, this is what you need. <laughs> this is the arm. This is the spot. Like take all of my advice because otherwise it'll be pretty chaotic. <laughs> yeah. And I, how would you say you're doing with your Crohn's at the moment? So I'm actually considered in remission right now, which is really exciting. Um, I obviously still go in for my infusions and I still get my annual like testing and scoping done but since um I want to say no more than a year ago I don't really remember when but my um I got I think it was an MRI done and my doctor told me that everything looked like I was in remission and um yeah so that's been really exciting I mean I like finally one thing I was like really missing was eating apples because those really killed me so I was like finally my first apple in like four years and I was super stoked about it um but I mean yeah I mean I still have like moments obviously but my doctor isn't sure because he says like if you're in remission you really wouldn't be having symptoms like this so he kind of isn't sure if that's more of an IBS thing that's going on or whatever so that'll be another fun um diagnosis <laughs> another thing <laughs> yeah add it to the list yeah yeah to take this <laughs> yeah but 
but yeah, the thing was like you can get still get like your Chrome systems. I think if you and if you are in remission, because um, well, I I like I always get fatigue anyway. Um, if I'm in remission or not. Um, mm-hmm. um and I found it, it's it's like more worse since I got diagnosed than before. Right. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I'll just take it. I'll just say, yep, I'm in remission. I'm doing great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anything, I won't accept any symptoms. I'm just gonna. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Say it's yeah. all fine. Because <laughs> it's always, I think it's a good feeling when when you get in remission, isn't it? Yeah. So, I honestly like it's kind of silly, but I like never thought that that would happen just because I like went through so much like bad of it like I so like (laughs) the worst I was like this is never gonna actually go quote go away yeah I was like I'm always gonna have these awful symptoms I'm always gonna be bedridden whatever so when I kind of started to like after my surgery I started feeling great and then just kind of feeling like it got better and better and better I was like this is insane (laughs) um but yeah, so I think it's pretty cool. I mean, what a lot of people don't, I think what's weird about remission though, is like, we, like you still have Crohn's, you know, like you still have it. And that's what I don't, I think a lot of people don't really get either though. Cause like, is that you're still going to have the disease. Like they took out part of my um, ilium, but I'm still going to have Crohn's. Yeah. And that's what I think is a tough thing to grasp. You're like, yeah, I feel great, but I still have all these symptoms or I still have this lifelong disease. <laughs> yeah, it feels like um, when you are in remission that it, you don't have um, um, the disease as such because you don't feel maybe the bad symptoms you would in a flare-up or something like right. that. Right, right. You like forget. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, but yeah, like I think like... It's, it's always nice to be in remission like I I wouldn't say I kind of I'd say I'm a kind I am but because um I don't I haven't got any like symptoms as such but I did have um a flare but not a painful one just one where my levels were out of range um mm-hmm. so they wasn't in the, the normal range they were quite high and that was I think because some um, inflammation was a little bit of inflammation in my gut but that's uh that's about it i had a i had a little um um procedure um a month or two ago and uh, everything come back all right which um which is good not like that i was doing all right don't have to have to change medication which is good even though there was always a pain yeah they are this is a pain like luckily i've only been on like that but the like um but uh, like that infusion and then this like um not including the tablets i, I have my little box where it says monday to sunday i have my own little box yeah like, in the morning and um in the morning and night like when i take my um tablets so i know yep and, and like because you gotta refill them like afterwards sometimes i forget if, if i've had this one like, <laughs> i forget if i had that one or not sometimes which is it's not good, but it's funny. <laughs> yeah, and my friends call me the pharmacy because of all the meds and like stuff I have. 
Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I think, like, I, sometimes I just laugh, like, about, about different things because got to have, you've got to laugh. I know, like, at the start, it might have been really hard, like, you would really laugh about about it, but, right. but uh, as the years go on, and then, like, um, like, like with Crohn's and make a maybe a few jokes there and there. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's definitely gotten so much easier. Yeah. Yeah. I used to be really sensitive about it when I was first like diagnosed, and like my friends would try to make light of it, and I was like so defensive, and I hated it. But now I like we all joke about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm the same. Like, like um, I was I was at school when I was diagnosed year eleven. And I was missing drama because I was ill and stuff, and that, and that, and they weren't happy because I was a micro character, so I was more than one person. I think I was about three characters or four. Oh my gosh! And me being in one helping, and then because there was a, a limited amount of people who could do it, because not everyone in the year could, because um really, mm-hmm. um they weren't like I suppose not as thing is as some of us <laughs> but um <laughs> but because yeah I got chosen the Mark Mark character and then well once I was gone long but as soon as I was back and bit better I'm I'm back acting again <laughs> um changing costumes and stuff like that so that, um at that time I was I wasn't I wasn't happy and making jokes about me but um yeah but yeah, I think yeah, that was hard because I had to I, like like when I think you said you were still in if you was in pain that's a couple of times which can be hard I was the same in school because um I I knew I was going to catch up anyway because um uh, the more I'm trying to come in even I got one hand my stomach one hand or with my pen and um yeah and people saying do you want to go to a nurse and then like get some paracetamol and said no that's not gonna help me <laughs> I wish yeah yeah uh, that's another thing people don't really get that is they'll be like oh like just take a Tom's or just take this it's like no it doesn't work like yeah yeah as much as we wish it did just that writing was- it out I know I wish I could just take a Tom's and get over it <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. yeah it would be uh Save us, save us a trip to the hospital. When I know, <laughs> save me, save me my time from going to the ER. <laughs> yeah, but but that's uh, yeah, it's unfortunate, and like I haven't found well at my school, no one had Crohn's. No one probably they 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 said they they probably heard of it, but it like uh, I think the good thing about because it, it, it was exams I was doing at the time as well, so I was doing it with no one else, so. I suppose it's better than being in a room full of people. But, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, you got, you got yeah. some special treatment. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, um, I, I was gone, um, but it, it wasn't too long. But I was glad. Well, I wasn't. I suppose I wasn't glad to be back as such because i was just still getting to know what grind was. But. Yeah, but, but I suppose it takes time, and so part it takes time to speak about it as well to other people. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and I like wish because I had recently made almost, I guess, year or two ago, I made my like Instagram for Crohn's, and I was like, why didn't I make this sooner? Like, this was something that I wish I had started when I was first diagnosed because like meeting people through it is so relieving to like actually have people who understand you because obviously you're gonna have like friends and family who like sympathize but they truly don't get it 
like I have a friend who uh, love her to death, but she has stomach issues, but not even the same. She'll be like, oh, well, do you think this bothered you? Like, I can't do that. And I'm like, you can't compare our two like things that we have going on. Like, thank you for the help. But that means like absolutely nothing because we have two totally different things going on. But I was like, I truly wish I like had joined these groups sooner. Like I'm on in so many Facebook groups and they just like make you feel normal. <laughs> and so I was like, I wish I did this when I was first diagnosed. So that would be like one thing I would totally tell anyone is to get involved as soon as possible. Cause when I was first diagnosed, my doctor was like, there's a support group that meets like once a week. And I was like, no, like, that's weird. I'm not doing that. I'm like, why? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I you feel like not alone. Yeah. Yeah. I think well, I, I, I didn't speak about it to people. I didn't create my Instagram account or awareness accounts since last year. Um, and I say to the people, they, they laugh because they think I've had it great. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I only created it last year. I think the pandemic helped a little bit with that. Like, um, Absolutely. like just maybe having more time to speak about my story and tell people about it and, and, and hear other people's, which, which is nice because not being able to see maybe people as much as you would, would have liked and seeing them still, so that meeting new people even. Um, and speaking like a lot of the lot, lot we are today is like it, it's always it's nice yeah absolutely yeah it helps so much yeah like it's like, because like how how like how have you been like how, how would you say the like, pandemic's been for you like affected you <laughs> so the pandemic actually I don't it's kind of silly but I don't know how I like didn't get it for so long um, just because of my immune system, like it's just so bad. And obviously having Crohn's and celiac puts you at such a high risk. Um, and then I, obviously I work at a school and my kids, because of their special needs, they can't really tolerate face masks. So I was really like working with kids who are at high risk. I'm at high risk, but I actually, it's kind of, it's not as funny, but I tested positive on Monday. So I was just kind of talking to my friend. I was like, how did I survive COVID for so long? And now my body had decided for me to test positive. Like it's really beyond me. Like now, like last year, I, the vaccine, I didn't get the vaccine at that point or I wasn't really out yet when I was constantly teaching. So I was like, it's just really funny to me that now, like I have been vaccinated. I truly only go to work. I don't go out. I don't really see people that now I decided to catch it <laughs> but otherwise I really held I did I was very nervous all the time because like I said my kids and just like there was no vaccine at the time and so I it was just so anxiety ridden yeah but yeah. I held off for a while so <laughs> that's good yes long while <laughs> I know yeah it's weird isn't it like with COVID, it like you can get it in so many weird ways like like you, you can be in a room for the children and you can't get it and then you could be maybe walk, walking down the street and then exactly uh, with one person near you and then get it like that and exactly it's, it's weird like it's, it's like like I haven't got it and like because I, I like, like you I've been like, vulnerable from it and have to be careful like just 
for your health and like it's hard because like um people have jobs and they have to do that and they have to they have to earn money and like um and and uh, I don't know about you but I feel like like maybe some people do kind of forget about it because like like with not maybe restrictions maybe being ease and and stuff like that around, around the year um but it's still here <laughs> COVID's still here like, right. like, like like you you've just um like you said you've got di- like not, not diagnosed like tested for it on on monday yeah on monday but um like how, how, how have you just how, how have you felt um i've been okay so i mean honestly i monday i was just really that's when i kind of knew um i was just really tired i um I just was, I was like moving around. And I was like, I feel so awful. And I was like, this isn't my allergies. I know it's something more. And I was kind of hoping it was the flu. <laughs> I was like, I'd rather have the flu obviously and get that over with. But um, then I went to an urgent care. And as I was sitting there, I like went to put um, a piece of gum in my mouth. And as soon as I did that, I had no taste and smell. And I was like, yep, I know what this is. So I got tested and I found out I've been quarantined. I found out this morning. Um, but I'll, honestly, like my, I really just have no taste and smell and um, kind of tired, but that's about it. And honestly, like, I think I feel so good, quote, good because of the vaccine. Like I'm so convinced that if I got this before I was vaccinated or before the vaccine came out, that it would be totally different because I was convinced that if I got COVID like in the worst of it, like when it first hit the States, I would have been in the hospital because of my immune system. I was like, I, I was terrified. I was like, I don't want to go in the hospital. Like this will be really bad. So it's scary, isn't it? I owe it to Pfizer keeping me safe. <laughs> yeah. I had, um, I had, um, my first two ones were AstraZeneca, um, like beginning of the year. And then I had my booster one, Pfizer, and uh, I was okay. I I had reactions to the first one I had. I felt. Are you done? Uh, yeah, I, I got it about five o'clock one one night, um, one, one evening, um, and uh, fine. Maybe an Nike arm to start with, and then uh, three o'clock in the morning, um, I'm shivery and cold, and things going mm. on, and like. I know. Um, I, I, I'm in bed and I'm putting my blankets over me. I'm still so cold and think, what's going on here? Like, like I've got hypothermia or something. And, um, oh my gosh. But it, it was to do with the COVID vaccine and I, I was shivering. And um, in the morning I had a temperature. So that was for a couple of days and I felt okay. Wow. But but yeah, that, that was and that was that one. And then I was okay for the second one. And then Pfizer, my booster one, I was okay and oh good so yeah that was the only reaction I didn't think I was going to get one and then three o'clock in the morning a funny time <laughs> but um but yeah that was uh it was uh it was eventful let's <laughs> say so, yeah it sounds I see I didn't get any reactions when I got mine I I was fully convinced that I was going to because all my co-workers were getting sick they were all taking like the following day off so I was like going into it and I was like all right you're going to get sick, but you're going to be fine. I had no reaction. And the next day I was like, I went back to work and I was like, you guys really had reactions. I was like, I feel great. And I didn't get my booster yet. 
So now I'm gonna have to do that. And like, I think I was reading um, a month after you have it, you can get your booster. Cause I, you have to wait a uh, time period after having it to get the vaccine, so. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a waiting game. <laughs> it is, yeah. it is. It's gonna be a long, long, long waiting game. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah, it's um, I suppose it's like like it's 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 just it's just annoying, isn't it? The pandemic and it's stopping from doing different things, like canceling things and and maybe gone holiday and stuff like that, but. Like um, I always say, uh, hopefully, following years of pay. <laughs> um, I know. Yeah, we say this every year. Then <laughs> we we've said it every year, we. But let's, let's fingers crossed, it's, it's all right. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, but, it all. Yeah, hopefully, but uh, but it, look, it is yeah. like j- j- just to like uh, a last thing, um, Riley. Is there like any advice you maybe give to people that? Uh, who, who have Crohn's as well, like like maybe like how they're getting diagnosed early and maybe or, or anything like that. Do you have any advice? So I kind of said this already, but I'll repeat it. I would definitely say to if you're just getting diagnosed to start to like go out on social media and connect with people, even if it like it is really complete strangers, like they can totally make you feel normal and not so out of place because I know I felt like that. Like I went to every, so like I said, as in Facebook, I am, I am in Facebook groups. And some of them are like 70 year old women that I talk to because I just need to like have that sense of like understanding with someone, but reach out to like support groups, whether it is online or in person. Um, I would just do, I did a ton of research. There's like books, obviously all types of websites. Um, I, there are so many like cookbooks and like recipe books that I want to have just to be able to feel like I can like eat normal and eat like without all of these restrictions. Um, and as for people, I guess, who are starting all the testing to see what they have, my biggest thing, cause my friend has stomach issues and I told her to go in and like demand every everything and it might seem like a huge process but it's gonna help you figure it out because I kind of just let the doctors take over and I was like oh they'll figure it out then obviously months went by almost a full year went by and they figured it out so I would just go in if you're having all these issues and kind of demand to get these things done and it's gonna stink it's gonna be hard process but I'll help you figure it out but yeah I just people I just seeing people that are just getting used to this or diagnosed and feeling like they're so alone is so sad to me and that's why I'm trying to get back into using my Instagram account because I don't want people to feel like they are alone because you're literally not like people have it all everywhere like you and I are thousands of miles away and we're like connecting over it so I just, that'd be my biggest thing is just connect with people. And like social media is the easiest way to do it, but there are plenty other, you can do in-person support groups or yeah. you could start your own. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So yeah. that's what I would say. Just make connections. Yeah, like, have you, have you created your own like Facebook groups then? I have, I've just joined a ton, but oh, I did yeah. make my Instagram and that 
has even helped me. Like I kind of was thinking, oh, I'm going to make it like meet people. But like, I ended up like, like this, like talking to you. I've talked to another girl, um, like over FaceTime and over Instagram live. And that's super helpful. And then I honestly didn't even think that I was going to help other people. And then I have people messaging me like, you truly inspire me and all this stuff, which I never intended on doing. And it's so heartwarming, but I um, really only made it just to kind of like share my portion. And then it kind of turned into this thing where I was like, wow, I can't believe like I'm making it. I just kind of wanted to talk to people and like see what other people are going through. And then it turned into like people influencing me and vice versa. So it's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool world of crones we have going on. There we go, Ryanie. You got, you're like, like you're, you're raising awareness everywhere. Like you're. <laughs> Thank you. I'm trying. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, I think I think I think that's really good advice, and I and I hundred percent agree because it's um like you don't not no one's alone, and by um, we we've showed yeah. that. We're showing that now by, by talking to each other. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like people are almost scared to start to do it. You know, I feel like people get nervous that, or maybe, I don't know, embarrassed to kind of talk about it, but I think it needs to be talked about because I mean, like we said in the beginning, like my, my coworkers don't even understand when I take a sick day. So I think it just needs to be normalized. Like, yeah. Talk yeah. about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, ha, ha, like, I suppose it's hard to speak about to people that don't understand but um if, if they just think that you're having a sick day it's, it's not it's not really good is it because they need to kind of understand that you're not and you're, you're not taking it you're off because you're you, you physically can't come in you're a chronic illness yeah, <laughs> yeah not your fault but, right um, but that's the life we have <laughs> yeah yeah uh, but but yeah, I will always say Riley, we only we got it because we can uh we can fight it or like um we'll, yeah absolutely yeah I think I think it's like, every person like I what people like, people I speak to have current day everyone agrees like you only have it if you fight it but it's always important to speak about it like the more you speak about it the more confident you get the more confident you get the more right. people you speak to and the more people you speak to the more people to understand absolutely yeah. yeah yeah but well thank you Riley it's been a really nice chatting to you and like uh, you t- thank you so much thank you it's so I, fun and I, and I know we're a million nine miles away as we said but we can still talk absolutely <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. I will come anytime you want me to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah well f- f- thank you again Riley I hope you, uh, you have a nice rest of your day yes you too <laughs> thank you